0: This is Fam Like a Ghost, and this episode is Spit Into the Fan of Effluence, expansive Sound Tonight. And so what we did, um, with this particular song, is we really dove into the analog nature of our equipment. So we built a groove with our Mother 32 and DFAM. Uh, we created this, uh, initial sonic groove, um... That was all part of the, um, there's a PDF that came out of the Moog House of electronicus we've been talking about, which allows you to tie the drummer from another mother to the DFAM through controlled voltage wiring. And then that way you can take advantage of all the capabilities of both machines. The mother 32 has one oscillator and um, the DFAM has actually two. And then the DFAM has an analog sequencer, but the Mother 32 has a, a MIDI 32 step sequencer. The DFAM only has an eight step controlled voltage synth, um, sequencer. And then what I also I did is I actually, uh, after I put the initial Moog modular synth track down for this song, spit uh, into the fan of Effluence, I then manually played a drum kit on the Roland Juno GI keyboard, which is a 61-key keyboard. I manually played it to the uh, analog synth um, rhythmic track. And then on top of that, I did a Mother 32 um, series of, uh, well, it's actually a track of me playing a lead on the Mother 32 that goes from the top end of the keyboard on the uh, Roland Juno G.I. down to the bottom. Uh, So it's a riff that kind of follows the whole length of the keyboard. And um, it's kind of interesting. And so it's got, this song's got, you know, like a double analog. Uh, It's got a double, it's got an initial track of Mother 32 D-Fam and then a lead track on the Mother 32. And then it's got a drum track that was manually played rather than sequenced which gives it this kind of different feel, which goes back to some of our recordings we used to do before we were Phantom Electric Ghost. Uh, We used to do a lot of sonic paintings where we manually played the drums. And we've done this sometimes we've done live performances. I've actually played drums and had a guitar player playing while I played drums. Uh, It's something I used to do, going back to even when I was in high school with synthesizers, I took advantage of the fact that synthesizers can do drum kits and sometimes you can just, you know, if you can want to be with a like a more rock oriented band and not just do keys, you can do either play bass on a synth or you can play drums on a synth. If you mainly play drums, it gives, it gives you a feel like a real drummer. Um, as good as I can get to be. <laughs> uh, not programming, but um, live playing. So this song basically is uh, Josephine going on. Um, in some ways, like I was thinking, maybe I should tag it as Stephanie, her sister, because their voice is a little different. It's a little lower pitch, and we usually, when we use a lower pitch uh, vocal, we we say it's Stephanie, Ann Wendover, which is Josephine's sister. However, because Josephine is actually more well known, and it's still kind of if she actually refers to herself in the song. We decided, okay, we well, you know, this is just Josephine with a little low, lower vamp than normal. An idea that, you know, she's talking about the idea like you know, you spit into the wind and she spit into his fan and then it's getting on all of her so-called friends, her fake friends. Um, And so it's it's kind of this venomous thing. It's like, she's spitting out kind of maybe venom and it's backlashing onto everyone. Uh, And it kind of shows like, if you have this kind of negative energy, then it kind of just spreads and it goes on to everybody. And, uh, it's this kind of a diss track against anybody that's against Josephine? Anybody showing any kind of, you know, hate toward her, or bad feelings toward her? So that's kind of what what the track is about. Somewhat in the vein of um, when Miss Windover comes to town or Miss Selector comes to town, but there's no guitar on it. We just—it's a really heavy synth track to show that analog synths can kind of. Be as powerful as guitars. A lot of time we use our guitar and a Roland. This time we didn't do it. We just let the, the analog synths kind of speak for themselves, and we feel that it's, it's pretty powerful what you can do with these analog synths. Uh, and so the other song is is a different flip. Is is um it's actually um it's a it's an OPZ track again. Um, so the OPZ um, can be pretty powerful in itself. And, you know, we'll just play it for a second. So th- this one's got pretty adult content. You know, she wants to F you just because. Uh, and, and this is really sounds like Stephanie to me. I think I'll tag Stephanie uh, as this particular song could even lower pitched than the first one. Um, but yeah, it's just this idea that, that, um, you know, Stephanie's kind of acting out, um, with this person, that individual that she really, uh, had a lot of lust for. And, and and she basically saying, there was was just a just cause to want to, you know, fuck the hell out of that person. Um, and it's just a, it's a really sexual romp, and but it shows the power that the OPZ. You know, when we direct record it, we tend to bring it into our MX one mixer, and then give it a little heft um, with a little digital delay or some bit crush, um, and then we direct record it because what's cool is um, the the eighth of an inch line um, from the OPZ. There's actually an eighth of an inch line uh, that you can put bring in. Uh, on, on an uh, MX-1 mixer. There's actually a channel, a stereo channel. So we're able to get a good stereo signal into that mixer. <clears throat> and then we bring it into our Zoom R24 recorded there. And so a lot of times we'll, we'll, the only thing we'll do sometimes is we'll manually uh, change tracks while we live record. So what we've done instead of just doing the, um, that you can actually take tracks and put them together uh, using um, uh, a method that's somewhat, somewhat like an Arturia Beatstep Pro. You can chain patterns. Uh, but what I find is like, I like to just manually go through the patterns and then sometimes use the manual track to uh, throw in some fills and different things that you can do. And so we, we don't record every single uh, um, instrument onto a separate track. I mean, sometimes we've done that but we lose some spontaneity to um, the recording if we do that because it's not like a DAW where you can just go see, you know, mute the tracks and have every track being recorded. We've looked into, you know, solving this issue when we go get like a Nakai force, when we go to record with that, we might be able to isolate all the drums as separate tracks and record them separately. Um, But so far we typically record all of our percussion tracks on like one on a stereo channel, like lines one and two or three and four or five and six like that. And so everything is on there. We don't aren't able to isolate every single drum, which I know in modern, a lot of modern recording on DAWs, that's what people do. But because we have this kind of live oriented re- recording style, uh, where we want to capture things like it's a real, like it's a band, you know, recording in an environment uh, where you just run the tape. And you're not micing every single thing and running on a separate channel. Um, yeah, that's part of part of the limitation of what I do, but also the constraint that makes us sound the way we do. And I would say not a lot of folks sound like the way the ghost sounds. Uh, and, you know, people who have gotten into us, realize that we have a sound that's a little different. Uh, it doesn't have that kind of antiseptic digital sound that a lot of electronic music has because it's done in a more organic way. Uh, which allows for, you know, little micro errors and key changes that your dog might not tell you to, you know, to change or get rid of. Um, we we like to record with that kind of realistic feel, and that's part of what we do. Um, we're looking into different things, but, we you know, we've had two record companies approach us with our current style, so we're just staying within that style. We think that's a good, good effort because uh, we've been doing it for a bunch of years, and now it seems like people are coming into it to realize that there's a different way to record. Everybody records different, um, but this is our style of doing it. And we've, we have had collaborations because people have liked the way we do things. We collaborated with Lonnie Claire on um, on an album back in 2017. We collaborated all control K. Uh, we collaborated with Summerflow. Um, so we're, we're hoping to collaborate with some more f- folks in the future and I hope you, enjoyed these two songs they're, they're a little different than than what we normally do uh they're kind of the same vein in terms of the sexuality stuff we're, we're dealing with but um yeah we hope you enjoyed the, the different dichotomy of using the opz and then using the full analog so you can see the differences between using um, a digital system but it's still a, the opz is still a hardware set which I think it makes it really good, and it's um still an idea of um, using hardware sense to record, uh, but it has some DAW aspects that are kind of cool. But it has a lot of cool capabilities that allow that really kind of encourage you to be more freeform and less, you uh, know, about the way you record. And I think it allows you to free up yourself to do some more creative things where you actually play the instrument. In the OPZ, what I like about it is you actually can play it like any other hardware synth uh, rather than just sequencing and writing on a on a, on a grid. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, you know, when you're a musician you, and you're, uh, you're a keyboardist, you want to be able to play your instrument and kind of have that show off what you can do. And so what we do with our music is we show off what we've been doing for the last 30 years in terms of playing keyboards and, and trying to bring – uh, our vision of how synthesizers should could be used, not should be used, but like how they can be used. We try to expansive sound is basically expanding everything you can do with electronic music. Uh, and from a from a synthesizer, drum machine, analog, digital, sampling, whatever. We use Euroracks. We use analog. We use digital synths. Use machines like the OPZ, voice coders like the VTO three, uh, digital recorders like the RS sixteen from Zoom and R twenty four. Uh, We're, like I said, we're looking to modernize a little bit with the Akai Force, but the Akai Force is still within what we want to do because it actually is a playable production system that encourages the user to actually play live and actually put live recording into it and play it live because you can actually play the grid live with all kinds of key changes and ranges that you could normally not do on a keyboard. And I think that kind of goes back to the Moog concept on the original modulars that you can do things with a modular sequencer that you can't physically do on a keyboard. And that's part of electronic music to this day. And we see DJs doing stuff like that and producers doing that, but also being able to use a keyboard or use alternative import methods where you can actually still use um, your fingers like on a Renee or on um, a a Roli when Arturia beats that pro or on a a Nakai Force or MPC that's how, how you can kind of push the genre forward by using different capabilities. And now we have um, sponsors, we have CIN Pals, a different type of social network. We have um, natural X CBD oil. We appreciate if you could check out both of these sponsors are pretty cool. Uh, CBD oil from natural X is really high quality and it can give you a lot of good health benefits without the bad after effects of like narcotics. And CNI and Pals allows you to connect with your friends or friends that you, people that you want to be your friends and know that you're going to have a safe experience because they've been background checked and verified. So check these sponsors out. And also, we have our album, uh, The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb, on all the streaming services, and Wretched Symphony Number no. 9. And you can listen to all the tracks that we just talked about on our SoundCloud. And um, eventually, these are going to be put out... Um, with some of the work that we're working on some label and so we're putting a lot of new songs uh we're kind of holding off on them Uh, Well, we put them on our soundcloud but we're not putting them on our social media because we're hoping to put some uh an album together for the record label that we're going to join uh shortly after we solve our day job issue so again if you want to be a supporter of the ghost and keep us off the road make us keep us in the studio more uh, become a supporter of the of the of the podcast and we'll, we'll we'll be able to send you some pretty cool stuff in terms of like audio files if you if you join we'll send you some pretty cool things we've had done in the past like some of our bandcamp albums that we just did from 2016 there's a lot of material we have on soundcloud that you may not know about we can clue you in on and so if you join we can get you into listening to a lot of songs we've got over 1600 songs So we have an endless supply of music if you're into what we do. And so if you want to support us, help us out. That'd be really great. And we'll talk to you later. Thank you.